the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Invites us to bring our burdens to him. He invites us to bring the things that overwhelm us to him. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus says, bring your burdens to me. Bring the things that are stressing you out. Bring the things that are overwhelming you. Bring the things that are weighing you down and weighing down upon your family. Whether it's our own upbringing, the society around us, or otherwise, many of us feel as though we need to carry our own burdens. As you've probably experienced several times in your own walk, carrying the burden can end up being overwhelming. However, as Pastor Dan will remind you in his message today, we as believers have no need to carry such burdens. In his study, you'll learn the importance of casting your burdens before the Lord, who willingly takes them from all who would bring them. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 43 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Genesis 43, beginning in verse 1, says, Now the famine was severe in the land, and that would be the land of Canaan. And it came to pass, when they had eaten up the grain which they had brought from Egypt, that their father said to them, Go back, buy us a little food. But Judah spoke to him, saying, The man solemnly warned us, saying, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you send our brother with us, we will go down and buy you food. But if you will not send him, we will not go down. For the man said to us, you shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. And Israel said, why do you deal so wrongfully with me as to tell the man whether you had still another brother? But they said, the man asked us pointedly, about ourselves, in our family, saying, Is your father still alive? Have you another brother? And we told him, according to these words, Could we possibly have known that he would say, Bring your brother down? Then Judah said to Israel, his father, Send the lad with me, and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, both we and you and also our little ones. I myself will be surety for him. From my hand you shall require him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. For if we had not lingered, surely by now we would have returned this second time. And their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the best fruits of the land in your vessels and carry down a present. 
for the man, a little balm and a little honey, spices and myrrh, pistachio nuts and almonds. Take double money in your hand and take back in your hand the money that was returned in the mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. Take your brother also and arise and go back to the man. And may God Almighty give you mercy before the man that he may release your other brother and Benjamin. And if I am bereaved, I'm bereaved. And so the men took the present and Benjamin and they took double money in their hand and arose and went down to Egypt and they stood before Joseph. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, we thank you for Joseph's life and the way that you worked in his life and the way that you orchestrated things and your sovereignty over him. And Lord, we pray and ask that your spirit would be our teacher, Lord, that you'd open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word today. I pray and ask that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We're here in chapter 43. We continue our look at the life of Joseph. Joseph has risen to the position of prime minister over Egypt. He's the second most powerful person in Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. And and, and we know that God has put him in that position. Joseph is realizing that now as as the story is unfolding, that God has put him there to not only rescue the people of Egypt, but more importantly, to rescue his own family, Israel, and to provide for them. Uh, In chapter 42 that we looked at last week, uh, Joseph's brothers, all except for Benjamin, his youngest brother, they, they went down to Egypt to buy food, and they came before Joseph, and Joseph recognized his brothers, but his brothers did not recognize Joseph. And so Joseph uh, sought to test his brothers to see if they had changed it all, to see if they had repented of their previous behavior. And so Joseph Uh, If you remember, if you were with us last week, Joseph accused his brothers of actually being spies. And he took his brother Simeon into custody. And he put his brother Simeon into prison. And he told the other brothers that to secure the release of Simeon, they had to bring their younger brother Benjamin back with them to Egypt to prove that they're not spies. And really, Joseph wanted to see his his brother Benjamin. Uh, Benjamin was his only full brother. And so he orchestrated this whole thing, again, to test his brothers. Joseph tested his brothers by really putting them into a similar situation in which they betrayed him years before. He puts, this in, it puts them in this situation to see if, if, if they care about their brother Simeon. Do they care what happens to him? Or will they betray Simeon? And leave him with the Egyptians in that prison. Like they betrayed Joseph and sold him into slavery. And so he orchestrates this thing so that, so that it's a test for his brothers. We also saw in chapter 42 that Joseph had his servant hide his brother's money in their grain sacks before they departed from Egypt to go back to Canaan. So he returned all their money. And this was another test. 
Another test of his brothers. Will the brothers return the money or will they, will they keep it? Will they be honest? Again, Joseph is trying to determine if his brother's hearts have changed or, uh, or were, they, were they still the same you know, dishonest, hateful scoundrels that they were 20 years before? Were they still the same guys that sold him into slavery out of their envy of Joseph? Uh, So when the brothers returned back to the land of Canaan, they explained to their father Jacob what had happened. They explained to their father Jacob about the accusation from this this Egyptian government official. Again, they didn't know that it was their brother Joseph. It's just, you know, it's the prime minister. Uh, They explained to their father what happened to Simeon and the requirement to bring Benjamin back with them to, to Egypt. And we saw at the very end of chapter 42 that Jacob, their father, refused to send Benjamin with them down to Egypt. If you look back in chapter 42, verse 38, after hearing what happened and what was required, Jacob said, my son shall not go down with you. For his brother is dead and he is left alone. If any calamity should befall him along the way in which you go, then you would bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave. Jacob said, no, he's, he's not going. Right? And can't you, can't you, you know, you can hear your dad's voice in that, right? No. End of discussion. He's not going to go. Now, Joseph and Benjamin were Jacob's two sons from his marriage to Rachel, his only two children from his marriage to Rachel. Jacob believed that Joseph was dead so, so Benjamin is the only family that Jacob has left from his marriage to Rachel. Uh, and, and Jacob was just not willing to risk Benjamin's life. And for Jacob, you know, this, this was just an incredibly difficult situation. As, as the father, as the patriarch of the family, as the head of the family, he, he's got one son that's in prison in Egypt, who didn't do anything wrong. He's been, he's been falsely imprisoned by the, this Egyptian official. And he doesn't want to send his other son down to, to interact and stand before that same Egyptian official who put his son Simeon into prison under false charges. I mean, if you were, if you were Jacob, how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you weigh this decision? How do you make this decision? Do I, do I let my one son rot in an Egyptian prison? Or do I risk my other son's life by sending him to Egypt also? And he might be thrown into prison on false charges as well. And how do you choose? How do you choose between the life of one child over the other? So this, this whole situation is overwhelming. It's just overwhelming. For Jacob, And Jacob decided he would not allow Benjamin to go down to Egypt, even though that meant Simeon would remain in prison. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, he'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. 
We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Now I remember about 10 years ago or so, my wife and I took our children, uh, who were very young at the time, uh, to Covenant Park up on Centennial Lane to play on the playground. And as we were there and our kids were playing on the playground, my middle son, Ben, who was maybe three or four years old at the time, was climbing up the ladder to go down the slide, and he got stung by a bee, and he fell off the ladder. And after he got stung by that bee, we never went back to that park, because there's bees at that park. Never took our kids there again. One day, when I have grandkids, I'll never take them to that park, because there's bees there. And what happened to Jacob is a lot worse than a bee sting. Here he's got one son that is in prison now. And, and, and he's being you know, asked to send his other son down to that same Egyptian official. And, and he's just not going to do it. He's, he's, he's afraid to risk sending his son Benjamin down to Egypt. And so he doesn't. And a period of time goes by. We, we don't know how long. It doesn't tell us. And they only have so much grain that they purchased down in, in Egypt. And that grain's not going to last forever. So Jacob's decision here, and I want, you to, I want you to understand this. Jacob's decision here, as difficult as it is, it doesn't really solve their problem. Uh, eventually, they're going to run out of, out of grain so this is really just, it's just delaying a decision. It's just putting it off for a while. Eventually, they're going to need more grain. They're going to have to go back down to, to, to Egypt. And so some time goes by. Verse 1 says, now the famine was severe in the land. It was severe in the land of Canaan. The word severe here, if you're taking notes, it, it, means, it means heavy. It means burdensome. It means o- oppressive. It, it's, it's more than the fact that they didn't have any food. The, the famine was heavy for Jacob and his family. It was burdensome. It was oppressive, as is often the case with a trial or a difficulty that we face. It, it can be burdensome. There can be so much more to it than just the actual trial. It can be oppressive. It can be stressful. It can be overwhelming and not just for us but for our whole family where the whole the whole family feels the weight of it Jacob's whole family felt the weight and the stress of this famine as as we see in their interaction together in this this passage and let me just say to you right now that Jesus invites us to bring our burdens to him he invites us to bring the things that overwhelm us to him Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus says, bring your burdens to me. Bring the things that are stressing you out. Bring the things that are overwhelming you. Bring the things that are weighing you down and weighing down upon your family. And I'll take them from you and I'll give you rest. It pleases Jesus. Listen, it pleases Jesus. When you bring your burdens to him. That's why he invites us. 
It pleases him. And whatever burden you may have today, take it to Jesus. He wants you to bring it to him. That's why he extends the invitation. It would be his joy to take your burden and to give you rest for your soul. And again, in verse, verse 1, Now the famine was severe in the land, and it came to pass when they had eaten up the grain which they had brought from Egypt that their father Jacob said to them, Go back, buy us a little food. So, so over time, Jacob and his family, they, they ate all the grain that they had purchased in Egypt. Again, we don't know how long uh, it took Jacob's family to eat all the grain, but it was, we can be certain it was more than a week or a couple weeks. Going down to Egypt wasn't like going down to Aldi, you know, where you could just run down real quick and get some more food and come back. It was a 250-mile trip one way. And they're traveling on donkeys, going down to, to Egypt. So it's likely that months and months have passed by, and now they're out of food. And Jacob told his sons to go back to Egypt, buy some more food for the family. But verse 3, Judah speaks up, and Judah spoke to him, saying, the man, speaking of Joseph, the Egyptian official, the man solemnly warned us saying, you shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you send our brother with us, we'll go down and buy you food. But if you will not send him, we will not go down. For the man said to us, you shall not see my face unless your brother is with, it, with you. He repeats that twice. Dad, he told us. And here's Judah. <laughs> Judah, you know, Tells his dad, no, we're not going down there unless you send Benjamin with us. And here they are, they've run out of food. They can't go back to Egypt without Benjamin. And Judah says to his father, I, I told you what the guy said. If you don't send Benjamin with us, we're not going. Judah refused to obey his father which I think just shows the severity of the circumstances here. I mean, it's, it's causing conflict in the family now between Jacob and, and his sons, where his sons are just flat out refusing to obey him. Oh, we're not doing that, Dad. Now, remember, all the sons are adults at this point. And they're just, they're just saying, no, no, this is, this is what he said. We've got to bring Benjamin with us or we're not going. And then Israel said, verse 6, Why do you deal so wrongfully with me? as to tell the man whether you had still another brother. Jacob is frustrated here by this situation because he's being forced into a decision that he doesn't want to make. He doesn't want to send Benjamin down to Egypt, but he's got no choice now because they're out of food. And so he takes out his frustration on his sons. He says, why'd you put me in this situation? Why'd you have to tell him you've got another brother? Why can't you just keep your mouth shut? Ever do that? Ever take out your frustration on, on someone else? Kick the cat, as they say, right? Yell at your kids when your kids really haven't done anything wrong? Or yell at someone? Yell at the dog? Yell at the toaster? It's not toasting your stupid toast. Why can't you just work? Why can't you just toast my bread? You're just frustrated. And here's the thing, here's the thing, listen. 
For Jacob, really, his frustration was with himself. His frustration was with with himself because he's the father, he's the patriarch, he's the leader of the family, and here's the thing. He doesn't know what to do in this situation. He doesn't know what to do in this this situation. He doesn't know how to lead his family through this, and, and he's exposed. It's obvious that he doesn't know what to do. It's obvious to his family that he doesn't know how to handle this. It's a very overwhelming situation. And he's exposed. He doesn't know what to do. And I would say for us as as men, we don't like being in a situation where it's obvious that we don't know what we're doing. Most of the time we can fake it pretty well. But sometimes we find ourselves in a situation where, where we're just overwhelmed. And we don't know how to handle it. We don't know what to do. So what should we do? Well, James chapter 1 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Well, what do you do when you don't know what to do? You pray. You pray. You ask God for wisdom, and God promises to give you wisdom. Divine wisdom. Godly wisdom. God promises to show you what to do. In Proverbs chapter 2, it says, Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as, as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God, God's knowledge. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. In Proverbs, it says, Cry out to God. For discernment, lift up your voice for understanding, search for her as for hidden treasure, and the Lord will give you wisdom. But so often, instead of praying, crying out for discernment and lifting our voices for understanding, we just get frustrated and take it out on people. Jacob doesn't know what to do. He's not praying, at least not yet, he will. He's not asking God for help. He's not asking God for wisdom. He's not asking God for direction. And so he's frustrated. And he takes out his his frustration on his sons, and he says to them again in verse 6, Why did you deal so wrongfully with me to tell the man whether you had still another brother? And notice verse 7, But they, so now all the brothers are responding to this. It's not just Judah, they you know, the whole, this is the whole family's involved in this argument now. All the sons are pushing back against dad. This is a stressful situation for this family. It's a very, very uh, difficult time for this family. But they said, the man asked us pointedly about ourselves and our family saying, is your father still alive? Have you another brother? Again, they, they didn't know that it was Joseph. But that's why Joseph is asking these questions. Is your father still alive? Do you happen to have another brother? He wants to know, is his father still alive? And how is Benjamin, his younger brother? But they just think this is a, you know, a government official just asking questions and kind of a strange question to ask. But okay, yeah, our father is still alive. And yeah, we do have another brother. And we told him according to these words, could we possibly have known that he would say, bring your brother down? <laughs> He pointedly asked us. 
Do you have another brother? How could we possibly know? He's going to ask us to bring our other brother down to, to Egypt when he asks the question. Did you want us to lie to him, Dad? He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again, or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.